Welcome to Illumination by Modern Campus, the leading podcast focused on transformation and change in the higher education space. On today's episode, we speak with Luke Roy, who is CIO at Laurentian University. Luke and podcast host Amr Walia discuss the importance of CIOs sitting at the table when it comes to institutional strategy and how to shape the student experience leveraging digital efforts. Luke, welcome to the Illumination podcast. It's great to be chatting with you. Ah, oh, it's always great to chat with you, Amrit, and I'm, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Well, you know, we, you and I, we've, we've spoken a number of times over a number of years around the evolving role of the modern CIO at the university. This is a space that you're very comfortable in. Obviously, you've, you've been a technology leader for ages. Um, and, you know, this is one of those things. Educause has a seat at the table as the number one issue on their annual list of the top 10 IT issues for 2023, really looking at the the tendency for CIOs not to have a role in supporting institutional strategy. So why is it that in the higher ed space, CIOs are so often on the sidelines when it comes to defining and pursuing strategic goals? Yeah, and and that is such a, you're absolutely right. I'm feeling it right now as well. Um, The the reason, I'll, I'll give you two kind of, reasons. One's an excuse and, uh, and one is a reality. So the, the normal excuse we get is the board is already, or I should say the executive team is already too large. Uh, IT is a support unit. Uh, we manage uh, technology. and uh, but, but some of the reality is, is that some CIOs uh, are focused too much on the T instead of the I, so meaning technology instead of uh, information. And, and it could be for several reasons, but there are reasons that are not as uh, people are more aware. Some of the times is that IT is so poorly resourced. That means that the CIO have to roll up their sleeves and need to focus on the management of technology when you should have a team actually assisting with that and not necessarily team, but resources to do that. And of course, some CIOs may be more comfortable on IT, but to really change this is we need to focus more on the I versus the T and I'll stop right here. Well, I mean, to that point, you know, this is one of those things I, I find so interesting. Is I was at uh, I was at a session a few weeks ago where that that's exactly the point that was being made is, is in uh, in the information technology space, it tends to bring in leaders who are naturally more operational focused as opposed to leaders who are more strategic. And this is especially true when it comes to chief information security officers. So to your mind, is there, you know, a a space for professional development? Like what are some of the things that CIOs can do to start building that focus on information, to really start building that that capacity and that competency for strategy? Yeah, they they need to be involved more on the business. And and what you said, operational versus strategic, it's absolutely true. I mean, um, my background, I've never done IT before until Laurentian University. Um, I'm a business guy. I used to be a VP of product management and driving product strategies across the world, right? So I did four startups in Silicon Valley, two of them in Toronto. So anyway, I'll stop here. But the point is, is that we have to be more strategic. And how can you be strategic? You need to be involved. You need mm-hmm. to be involved in understanding the current business, but you need to be involved as well on uh, navigating, uh, I would say, kind of the the projection of where things will be. So for example, the way students actually interact with universities is very different now than it was maybe even five years ago. But that's something that, you know, most CIOs already are aware of this, but where, but either they are actually uh, consciously aware 
that they need to be involved because of that. That's that's the difference. You need to be conscious about what what could change. So um, so so uh, in in general, um, another thing I want to mention is, and maybe that's part of the question, but. Um, when I used to be in in Silicon Valley or as VP of product management, I dealt with a lot of CIOs. In fact, I mostly dealt with CIOs. And I've seen the change in the industry uh, back then, uh, back in the 90s. Uh, and the universities have not kept up to that. So I'll yeah. leave it to I'll leave it to you. Absolutely. And, and you've made that point, you know, which is that in higher ed, CIOs tend to be left on the sidelines, whereas other industries CIOs tend to be more at the forefront. I am curious, before we get to that, I, I want to ask you a question just based on your, your background as someone who works with customers, someone who, who uh, is focused on a consumer experience. As the digital experience becomes more and more symbiotic with a high quality customer experience, where does the CIO start to see their role as you know, uh, not necessarily a manager of, of information systems, but more sort of a, a manager of the customer experience. Like how do those two things coalesce? Yeah, so you said it well, consumerization. So so a CIO, so we, this is something we've coined quite often uh, with some analysts and also amongst us CIOs in Canada is that, uh, you know, digitizing versus digitalizing. And, and the way you consumerize things is that you've got to envision how it gets you know, leveraged or used digitally. And that's how you call it digitalization, because to give you a simple example, you know, if you're doing document management and you're starting to think of, okay, I need to digitize all my documents. Well, that's only a small fraction of the entire enterprise document management environment, right? So how do you actually put it in the workflows? Uh, in the environment, how do you operationalize all of that? And that's how that's that's what you need exactly need to do. And I like the term that you use on consumerization, because when it is we're becoming a society that everything we want is to be to be consumerized. Mm -hmm. In fact, we have demands for consumerization of our ERP. Well, that's a little bit more challenging, but the point is well taken, right? The mm -hmm. point is well taken. We want to make it easy, you know. How do you how do you affect change but make it easier that way? And that's where I think uh, successful CIOs that are going to be sitting at the table are probably going to be able to maneuver and also educate and guide and and you know take it on the journey of of that change. So why is it that in higher ed we've been so slow at making CIOs part of the strategic the strategic planning team, that that group that really maps out the future of the university. Yeah. I mean, if if I would know the exact reason for that, that would be cool. But I can only give you my perspective. Um, quite often, we are a more of a, um, how would I say that, uh, uh, academic environment, right? And academic, for the purpose of academia, academia academic purposes, uh, they they they're less concerned. They're more concerned about the content than they are concerned about the voyage. If you understand what right. I mean, uh, and therefore it's it's only I think natural for them to think IT as uh, uh, as the secondary part of that voyage, when in fact it should be part of the voyage. It should be on the planning side of the voyage. And I want to say some faculty members are starting to see this. 
But the challenge we've got is the students are already doing it. Faculty members, some of them are doing it. And administrators are actually kind of resisting doing it because that means a whole lot of change on their world. And, and when you think about, you know, our, 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 our constituents, our students, they're in their 20s or late teens. And then yet administrators are probably what, arguably in their 40s and 50s. We have a major gap right there. And that's why that that's what actually why you need a CIO that is also going to be able to maneuver this because you need to bring those 40 and 50 people closer and reduce that gap to the people. So hopefully I've answered your question, Emily. Well, absolutely. And I think that's that's kind of more the direction of a future-oriented CIO is recognizing, you know, what are the key expectations of my stakeholders? Like who who's my consumer, not just as the student, but also the faculty, the employers, and how do we create an ecosystem that actually engages them effectively? Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, and um, um, so, so how do you actually get started on that journey? But like I said before, you do need to understand the student's perspective. You need to understand what's, what's going on from a business strategy. And you need to marry that gap between the two sides to kind of map it out. And you know what? It's not. Uh, and before we used to, you know, the president would say, uh, I want IT to do this. Now IT needs to be at the table because now you will actually notify, explain to them what is it, the gap, how you reduce that gap, and and they will rely on the CIOs to help them on that. Absolutely. You know, one thing I'm curious about, because you, you've been uh, at Laurentian since 2010, broadly speaking, you know, not just related to, to Laurentian, but looking more at the Canadian higher ed space in general, how has the business model for the university started to evolve? And where can the CIO start to play a role in ensuring that the university is set up to, if not capture those opportunities, then at least adapt to the changes? Yeah. So so it's funny, when I started at Laurentian, I, I thought uh, I was actually behind because I could see where things were because I came from the private industry. Yeah. And already I'm starting to do all of this without realizing that, oh, yeah, if you look at other schools, we're almost in the same boat, right? Um you need to get involved in a strategic plan. Every university has a strategic plan. So guess what I did within less than two years I was there. I was actually out of a strategic plan that had uh, 20, 20 outcomes. I had two. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're as simple as, at the time anyway, uh, bring Wi-Fi 100% on campus. Well, back in 2010, that was a little bit foreign for some, mm-hmm. some universities. Um, but also uh, what I had done is this is more infrastructure. I also focused on the business side. So on the business side, I coined a term called Laurentian Electronic Age Project, which actually captured the mind of people. And that's how we were able to evolve the ERP system that we currently have and evolve it, just modernize it basically and modernize its use, mm-hmm. not just modernizing the tool, and, and we're able to uh, deliver on nine different outcomes on that. Uh, this was an unbelievable project. And we all, uh, we all actually, we met all nine. Uh, we delivered all nine outcomes. So some of it, you know, were like, for example, the student journey to see how they're progressing during their school. So uh, analytics are big. So th- those, are, those are, I'm just giving you terms that probably most of the people already understand. 
But those are opportunities if you can insert that in some areas when people are actually talking about a business strategy or recruitment strategy or whatever. Those are all things you can bring in. You've already got the knowledge. You just need mm -hmm. to figure out how to actually implement it. And and also what I'll say is that since that journey, Amrit, um, it's wonderful. It just brings back a lot of memories. Um, I was able to, um, since then, now um, I don't sit at the executive team. But starting next week, I'm going to be sitting there uh, as a, not just a listener, but a contributor as part of the senior leadership team. And this is, a, 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 I would say, a nice change for me, but I think it's a very strategic change for universities to start considering CIOs to sit at that, at that table. How did you establish that progression for the role of the CIO. So, you know, what did you do to work with your colleagues across the leadership group at Laurentian and then across the institution more broadly to, to help folks recognize the strategic importance of, of, informa of information and technology to the success of the institution? Yeah, that the 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 way the way um, that I've done it, so I don't know if that's the best way, but the way I've done it is that you got to stand up. You have to basically uh, be involved and basically call out when something's not going to work instead of just accepting it. Uh, that's what I've done. I've done it throughout the years. Um, in fact, I kind of inserted myself indirectly because of certain strategies that we had to put in place. And I did ask my boss, I need to speak to ET. It's not just you. Imagine having that discussion. Uh, it, it doesn't go out well. Because quite often the boss will say, no, let me speak to it. But quite often they cannot speak to the intricacies of implementing a brand new uh, UCAS environment, as an example. So, so, But you need to bring in the tools that they understand as well. So business case, you know, what are the business benefits? Uh, some specific examples where you're actually going to reap the benefits. Uh, and then what is are the enhancements that you would didn't even think of? So, for example, having a, a chat uh, AI uh, that will assist while somebody is communicating instead of just a voice um, um, call center, it's also a chat call center. So imagine imagine all of those. And, and most executives would not have thought about that. And that's where the role of the CIO is, is important. It's, it's, it's a priority that you get involved for delivering those kind of things. And that's how you get involved. You know, you made the point earlier about the CIO and v vice presidents for information technology needing to focus on the I, needing to focus on the information part. And that's more and more, it, it, you know, we have so many systems operating on, on the average campus, collecting and managing so much reams of data what does it take to actually activate that data so that the institution is generating value from it, so that students are generating value from it? Like, how do you create those alignments to make sure that the right information is being processed and leveraged at the right time for an outcome? Yeah, and and this is uh, when you implement uh, a great example because we think information records management. Um, how often do we implement a records management and we don't put KPIs to, to that? Uh, we have to. So, for example, how quickly was I able to, able to to get the information, or did I know even know where to get the information? So, you think about a records management will have an impact on your portal, just so people can have access to an easy access. You gotta. So, so to me, measurements KPIs are really important, 
is one important element to to all of this. Uh, one one of many. Absolutely. So when it comes to shifting as a CIO, as a professional into more strategic work, what advice would you would you share with CIOs that are looking to become more grounded in, in the strategy and the, and the direction of their work? So, so you'll, you'll need to, to put in a little bit more time. Like for example, as CIOs on the T side, I mean, we're already involved in cybersecurity. I mean, this is always top of mind and so on, but we're not in the business of cybersecurity. We're in the business of, uh, you know, recruiting, teaching, learning, graduating students, right. To, to have our next, next generation leaders. So, so you do have to spend a little bit more time on, on understanding the business of education and also the changing landscape of how we teach and how we learn. You know, uh, chat GPT is, is a topic, uh, is a great topic. And if you are one of the CIOs that's not involved in that discussion, then shame on you. You should be. So, so you need to insert yourself. And one of the places I insert myself is on making sure that I have a representation, if it's not me, somebody else, on the teaching and learning committee as a great example. Um, and and when you get in there, you will learn, but at the same time, in very little time, you'll be able to contribute at the same time. So so you need to you need to insert yourself. And I think you know um, you guys at Evolution have, have done a great job in in communicating and making us think bigger than 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 what things are. And I remember some of the early chats. You were really early adopters of bringing those topics. And, and, you know, it's those kind of venues that will actually give you a little bit more guidance of where to focus and what to be preoccupied on. And don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to, um, like, for example, I've been dealing with the board, a, a few board members just today. Um, don't be afraid to be involved. Another thing too I'll mention is that if you can have a board that's also a representation of inform information technology, knowledgeable people. Mm -hmm. They will also help you bring up your your point. We uh we did we were not really successful in doing that Laurentian, so I still did it my way, which is getting involved uh, as much as possible and bringing things up to the executive team. But uh, that's another thing that could really help you. And I think as a safety net, you sh you should have that. So speak to your whoever's recruiting the board members. Speak to them to basically start recruiting uh, IT knowledgeable people. Absolutely. And let me flip that question on its head a little bit, because we've talked a lot about how important information is to just every function of the modern university. How can leaders in different departments across the institution, whether it's an academic leader, whether it's you know an administrative leader like a registrar, how can these leaders across the institution build more collaborative partnerships with the CIO's office? Yeah, that's that to me is is uh, don't wait for them to reach out to you. You can reach out to them. Um, uh, great examples. If somebody's do doing something cool, uh, quite often we start policing, saying, "Hey, you know, did you do a PIA for that particular application?" and so on. That's the wrong way to approach them. Basically, you need to approach to them. Wow, this is this is amazing. Explain to me why you're doing it this way. And, and it's a lot easier than to either, you know, bring them back in or, or but but that's how you get actually closer. In fact, um, this is a good question, Amrit, because 
I, uh, through the years, and I would say even more in the last five years, uh, because of threats uh, on university uh, on university and Laurentian is, 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 is because we deal in mining, we get a lot of threats from state actors and so on. I get involved a lot with the research department. So mm -hmm. I'm actually involved with them with, uh, with um, basically um, specifying their research data management uh, uh, framework and, and policies. So because it's all for the greater good, we have the same perspective. So getting involved on the research side is also extremely important. And some of the ways, the early ways that I've done that, I made them, um, I made the awareness campaigns and I used to have public events where they would attend. And uh, for example, you know, you're still using a USB stick. Well, <laughs> well, don't leave it in the cloud. And here's the reason why, because or I would have some element of proof that would show a state actor trying to infiltrate. And guess what? Uh, look at this. This article about this particular state says they're looking for intellectual property related to mining or agriculture, whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. So you, you need you need to be a, I call it a mayor. You need to have that political finesse to really navigate. But don't wait for them to call you. You actually reach out to them. Absolutely. Well, Luke, I, I've appreciated as always take, taking the time out. And uh, now Laurentian University, for those of you who aren't aren't aware, is in uh, Sudbury, Ontario, in beautiful, beautiful northern Ontario. That happens to be the town where my wife and her family are from. Uh, so over the past 10 years or so, Luke and I have gotten to know each other quite well um, through uh, a love for, for Sudbury and, and, and the work that uh, you and your wife do uh, running old, uh, the Old Rock Cafe, Old Rock Coffee Roastery, which you gave the evolution a shout out. So I'll give Old Rock a shout out uh, because for 10 years I've been ordering coffee from <laughs> you and your team. Um, so I have to ask you, if someone's in Sudbury and looking for a place to go to dinner, where should they go? Yeah, uh, for Carol and I, for my wife and I, uh, Tommy's not here is our is our is our fave. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Luke, hey, I I always appreciate the opportunity to chat with you. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Emily. It's a pleasure. This podcast is made possible by a partnership between Modern Campus and the Evolution. The Modern Campus Engagement Platform powers solutions for non-traditional student management, web content management, catalog and curriculum management, student engagement and development, conversational text messaging, career pathways, and campus maps and virtual tours. The result? Innovative institutions can create learner-to-earner life cycle that engages modern learners for life, while providing modern administrators with the tools needed to streamline workflows and drive high efficiency. To learn more and to find out how to modernize your campus, visit moderncampus.com. That's moderncampus.com.